studios of Olathis Realty in downtown Russellville. We welcome you into the spotlight on this Thanksgiving Eve. Thanks so much for joining us right here on the Olathis Realty Facebook page. And if you're hearing this, you're also listening to us on Friday after Thanksgiving on KARV AM 610 and 93.1 FM. Thanks for joining us there as well. If you're in the market to buy or sell your home, give us a call today. It's 479-968-5668 or cruise on over to RussellvilleLiving.com. Today we have a special treat on the spotlight, a friend of mine who we could talk politics all day long, but we're not talking politics at all. Yes. We're talking chili today. I am thanks- Thanksgiving. There you go. The good Dr. <laughs> Chris Hausnick is in. How you doing? Dr. Hausnick, how is it? How, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. Yeah? It's, yep. Life semester's is- winding down. It's Thanksgiving. You know, for, for regular viewers of the spotlight, they're saying, wait a minute. There's a Hausnick on the show, and it's not Danielle. I don't have cool shoes, no. Just basic black Doc Martens. Right, you know, and we can see those on this ca- on this current camera shot. I won't zoom into them like uh, we did... Uh, <laughs> Like we did for your wife on Game for Change. I'm not, I'm just, yep. I just can't do that. Um, we wanted to talk um, first about chili. We had oh, the Fall yes. Fest and Chili Cook Off earlier, uh, just a few weeks ago, actually. It seems like it's, seems like it was just, you know, a couple of days ago, but it's already almost been a month, which I is know. insanity. Yep. Your wife has a huge hand in putting all of those things together for Fall Fest, but yep. this year was particularly, particularly important. Yep. Because the well, level- we entered. That's, right. that's, you know. Right. You entered. <laughs> yes. We entered. The chili was fantastic. But there was a particular level of smack talk. Oh, yes. That occurred this year. Can you tell the story behind that? Oh, we started, well, my group um, decided last year when everything was shut down, you couldn't have it. We decided to have our own little group. There's about, you know, a dozen of us. Um, we get together. We play Dungeons and Dragons. We're like, we're going to have our own chili cook-off. You know, we had one of us judge blindly. Do we did all that, um, and we've been ta- talking smack on one another ever since. So, so it then it was like, well, wait a minute. Here's this chili cook off. Things are going back to normal. It's like, do you want to enter? And we're like, sure, why not? So the enemy of my enemy is my friend at that point. Oh yeah, it's, it's like a family. It's like <laughs> we'll make fun of each other behind the scenes, but you start making fun of one of us, and it's like, okay, now we got problems. Right now, the dragon's coming out. Yes, okay. and in our case, it was a literal dragon. That was uh, downtown. We had the big dragon, the little dragon. It turned into a photo. Uh, you know, so. you mentioned that I think somebody told me mm-hmm. that you were going to have a dragon down there, and we were in the midst of our fall fest prep. We had the great big canopy out in front of the stage, but we had prepared a smaller tent for. For Chili Row, as it were. Yeah. And we thought, okay, for Chili Row, we're going to be fairly simple. We just want to focus in on the chili. And then somebody said, well, you know, Chris Housing's got a dragon. Yep. And I was like, why do you have to be so extra? <laughs> well, it's, that's, it's a group of us. That's right. the trick. We had um, probably at least half a dozen of us. Everybody had little things. That was one of our... Um, one of my friends, he had the dragon. He had it was our, our decision was we have a Halloween dragon and a Christmas dragon. Which one do we want to put up? And um, I have the Christmas ones. So we said, yeah, it's Halloween, it's fall. Let's go with the big black dragon with the red eyes. Um, but it was great because a lot of people were stopping. Kids were getting pictures with it, so it became almost like a photo booth opportunity. Um, and it was fun to watch too. It was oh fun yeah, to see see this happen. Um, you had an eclectic group of people. Oh yes, who were who were in this thing too? Yep, um, we're all friends from from tech. We're all professors. 
Um, as I said, we get together, we play in D and D every two weeks. Um, but we just, we're all, our trick for the chili cook off is we're all pretty good home cooks. We love cooking. There's, I don't, it's something I'd love to figure out, but professors love to eat. Um, they're all decent cooks. So it was for us, it's like, well, we all make good chili individually a gallon at a time, but when you're going, okay, we got to make 10 gallons of chili that, Right. We're going into commercial, you're going into full commercial cooking, mm-hmm. that kind of, it's like, can we make 10 gallons? And we're like, yes, we can, but we had practiced, we practiced it a couple of times, figured out, you know, what do we want to do? And I will say our official position is beans go with chili. You need some texture. Okay. So you, you are a bean. We are pro bean. You are pro bean. Pro bean and pro spice. You, you A little bit of heat to it. There was so much, that was not ever supposed to be a thing yeah. that happened, the great bean debate. It started out in a sales meeting over here mm-hmm. and turned into me calling Doc Bryan and saying, hey, can we get a lecture hall? <laughs> We're putting together this political debate about beans, which was the yeah. dumbest thing ever. But it went it went over so well because people really appreciate chili. Now, mm-hmm. When I think about a group of professors making chili, mm-hmm. I can't help but think a little bit like that there's this group of sophisticated intellectual academics in a Big Bang Theory type of scenario mm-hmm. perfecting the chili. Am I wrong or am I right? There's a good chunk of that, but I think a lot... the re- Yes, there is. We, we, had, we have a spreadsheet at one point. We had lists of items. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I think the one thing the Big Bang Theory might not capture is that um, professors in, in, can, can party. <laughs> and that, that is part of, um, I think maybe Howard is the one who would be, you'd hear about, you know, enjoying an adult beverage or four on a regular basis. But that was, we just had fun. I mean, that's, we like each other's company. Um, I will tell you, Russellville, you are probably lucky we did not win because we could talk smack with the best of them. And if they would have let us won our first year, you would not have heard the end of it. Um, Teams would be lining up to destroy us the year after if you let us. That would not have been good for... (laughs) It was our first year entering, too. We have a television studio and a radio station set up in the office. Mm Mm-hmm. If you think for a minute that I would not have blasted that all over every airwave that we own, I would have put it everywhere. If you let us win, I would have shown up today in full Ric Flair sequin <laughs> cape. You know, the, the full on Nature Boy garb. Oh, yes. You know, I am the ultimate chili man, and you were the ultimate chili meatball. Right. And you, you know, I just, you'd have to woo. Yes. You would have to woo, but you have to save the woo until... Victory. Right, yes. you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man kind yep. of thing. But we had fun, you know, I mean, um, getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I think the only people who beat us down there were Danielle and Kristen from Main Street. Right. You know, you're... Um, I remember, like, we're sautéing vegetables in our pots at, like, 6.15 in the morning. It's like, I really got to love this to, yeah. to go through. You know, it, it really, I mean, it went... It blew by... Yeah, but it was it was a really good day, you know. Brad here was our chief chili cook. 
Mm-hmm. And he had experimented with different recipes. But then the, the, the thing about it that, that was really interesting to me was uh, if you've ever watched any sports, then you know that there's the coach who comes out with the post-game press conference after a loss. That was Brad. <laughs> Brad, you know, I mean, I think we could have added a little bit here. You know, we just didn't make all the plays that we needed to make. Yeah. That was that was exactly it. And he's already planning for next year. Are you planning for next year? Oh, yeah. I think we had a lot of fun. Um, you know, I think we we found we did reasonably well. Um, you know, there's little things we could have changed. I think, you know, maybe make a little extra. Like, I was surprised. You know, when you hear um, make 10 gallons of chili, uh, we served everything in about 90 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, when you hear 800 testing kits later, um, maybe make like 11 gallons, 12 gallons, that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, that's the that's the way you know people had fun. And it's like, okay, they're talking about next year. Um, you yeah, know, on the same day. On oh, the yeah, same the, day. Yeah, I think it was ready. probably like Monday or Tuesday after everybody, after everybody goes home, sleeps, and... Um, you know, takes a couple of Advil for standing on pavement for six hours and stuff like that. But yeah, we're definitely coming back. We have, uh, you know, we got scores to settle. Right. You know, there's a there, there there was a conversation, and I won't mention between who. Uh-huh. But I did hear that there were teams who were conspiring to take down the reigning champion, and then after that, all bets were off. Oh yeah, that's the way. It, right. There's something really fun about like. Your bean versus no bean. Like, our debate um, that we got into was heat or no heat. And it, how did that go? We had a uh, we had a heat that we all really liked. It has to be a little. If you are if you have no heat to it, you're making, you know, 10 gallons of sloppy joe mix. Exactly. That's right. us calling, that's calling, you know, everybody out. you got to have a little something. But it's, that's the kind, it's good-natured fun. There's, you know, I wish we could have a lot more debates like that about that kind of stuff. Or anything for that About anything, yes. You're listening to Dr. Chris Hausnick right here on Regional Radio KARV. If you're listening here on the radio, we'll be back after this. If you're watching here on Facebook, we're going to keep going more on the spotlight. All right. So, Dr. Hausnick, we've talked a lot about Fall Fest and just how much fun everybody had. I was so sore. Oh, yeah. I was so sore. But you're sore that when you stop moving that night. Yeah, yeah. that That was the... That was the don't ever sit down. Nope. Kind of a thing. Because if you sit down, and, and I didn't realize that that 34 would do that. Because 33 <laughs> didn't do that. 32 didn't do that. 34 did that. Late 40s. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Well, I, I'm not there yet, <laughs> but I'm, I'm working on the knees to make sure that we don't get to that place. But the reason I bring up uh, a Fall Fest is because um, it's interesting to me the dynamic that, that you and your wife have. Okay. You have a... You have a very, I mean, really and truly, you're on statewide television fairly frequently. Yep. Um, you're a well-known professor at Arkansas Tech. She's the executive director of Main Street Russellville. For all intents and purposes, you know, and, and, and I don't know that you would be comfortable with this labeling, but I would be comfortable saying Russellville power couple. Oh. Uh, with that idea in mind, though, there is an operative word in that, and it's not power. Mm-hmm. It's still couple. Oh, yeah. How it's, what's that balance like? Oh, it's, we're a good couple at it because we've been doing it a long time. Right. Um, I started, like, our schedules just mesh out at what it works. Um, 
I think one of the things about being the Main Street Russellville director is about at least once a week you're working late. Right. Um, you know, she's got a requirement to go to um, city council meetings, the finance meetings. Uh, I knew, f- like, for um, the River Valley Bike Fest, they were doing their meetings in the evening. So a lot of September, you know, once a week in September, she's going to that kind of meeting. Um, once a week in, you know, in October, something to get set up. Um, but we've just worked our schedules out. Um, you know, for instance, like, I get up, I get the kids together getting dropped off at school and that's when I go straight to the office straight to teaching I do a lot of my teaching and stuff in the mornings I basically I'll be at campus at work you know 745 750 um, about 245 you know I'm rolling out I'm gonna go I'm going into dad mode you know professor right. house stops go get the kids right. um, so that lets her whatever whatever meeting she has and stuff like that she'll um, you know schedule it out, work the afternoons, um, figuring out menus and meals and stuff like that so we don't have to eat a ton of takeout. I mean, it happens, but, you know, um, a lot of stuff, you know, Taco Tuesday, because you could cook. um, I wind up cooking taco meat at 2 in the afternoon. Right. And then it's like, okay, it's done. We get home, reheat, serve, good, set. Um, But we just, we've always made a good team. And we always figure it out. And thank God for cell phones. Sure. Yep. It's like, yeah. You know, what's this meeting? What's going on? So yeah. when 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 you guys got here, when did you get to Russellville? Fall of two thousand nine. Fall of two thousand nine. So we've been here twelve years now. And and uh, you were not um, Southern people when you got here. No, uh, especially her. Um, I've bounced around the South. You know, I we grew up eventually in Pennsylvania. I went to grad school there, um, but I was in the military for four years. So I was in North Carolina at uh, Fort Bragg and Fayetteville mm-hmm. area for four years. Um, our, technically, we lived in the South. Uh, my first job out of grad school was in Maryland, but it's the D.C. suburbs of Maryland. So, you know, there's not a lot of cheese dip and sweet tea in that area. That's not really the It's the no. most Southern of the North, but it's not the yeah. South yet. Yeah. yeah, technically it's the South, but right. no. Um, but, you know, we just, you know, got it. You know, got in, made friends, a big one for um, Daniela. She wound up joining Russellville Junior Auxiliary. She met a lot of people, and she still works with them, and it helps uh, build those relationships and connections to, um, like, uh, the Junior Auxiliary still does the kids' costume contests and things like that, and she got to know a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but especially one of the things that amazes me she can do there's so many people engaged and part of what they do in downtown. She can keep them all straight. When she's telling me about her day or this meeting or whatever, I'm like, okay, who was that again? Right. You know, can I get the Cliff Notes version of, you know, exactly. the cast of 70 characters that, you know, she juggles and deals with and stuff like that. So, but no, it's, um, you know, we're just pretty open. Figure it out, you know. Here's an interesting question. Uh-oh. Um, and you, you, you knew that I was going to have at least one of these. Yes. It, we're not talking politics today because I mean, it, yeah. what, what we should know, what is your official title at Arkansas Tech? Um, I am a assistant professor of political science at Arkansas Tech okay. University. So here's my question. You represent Arkansas Tech University on statewide television frequently. Yes. As, far, as part of, uh, what's the show called? On um Arkansas Week. Arkansas Week, and that's hosted by Steve Barnes. Is that right? Yes. Now, it's been on 
I don't, they still tape it, but it's with the pandemic and everything else. Right. Um, but hope to go back at some point. But S- Steve go Barnes, ahead. a former KARKer, by the way, for anybody who is a nerd for Little Rock Television like I am. Yep. Um, here's the question. All right. Um, you have a firm and keen understanding of the way that politics works. You have a firm and keen understanding of how theoretically it should work and then how it actually works. In public jobs, like the ones that you have, like the ones that Danielle has, Mm -hmm. there are going to be those times where things are not always so friendly. Oh, no. Is it hard, especially um, when it's your wife who may be coming under attack, Uh for you to do the thing that you know politically and, and correctly you're supposed to do, which is console but lay back, but the husband and military man in you says, nope, I want to snap him. I mean, yeah. is, is that is that balance hard? Uh, not really. Um, I would say the, the biggest challenge when you hear that, anybody who is basically from Russellville proper is often fine, great, there's not big problems right um i think the only the stories you get where you sort of roll your eyes and at this point she's been doing the job you know long enough you know i think she's finishing up year three yeah you get the biggest challenge is when people come from outside the community um you see this a little bit for with fall fest you've you'll get churches or businesses from 50 miles away 60 miles away um again a lot of what she does is relationship building she talks to everybody, um, and most, I would say almost everybody in Russellville, they know that. You know, yeah. okay, they may not like X, Y, or Z, but they realize there's so many other issues they can work on and stuff like that. It's when you get somebody not from around here who's in here for one day, that's when it can get grading, and that's, you know, that's when I get the hackles up, and it's like, you know. Yeah, the, that moment of, yeah. Where you really want to, but you know you shouldn't kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of it is. It's already, usually, I find, it's already taken care of by the time I found it. That's the usual joke. Right. You know, they had an 11 a.m. meeting with her. She's already, you know, figured it out, taken care of it. And I find out, like, at 6 p.m. Right. So it's like, okay, anything I would suggest, you, you know, she figured out, you know, five or six hours ago. So uh, um, You're a fascinating guy. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, really and truly. I mean, <laughs> uh, for those that don't know you, you have a, a, a an eclectic mix of interests. I yes. Mean, you've already mentioned Dungeons and Dragons. We're going yep. to get into that in just a, in just a moment. All right. Brian Wilson yes, was, on, I knew, yep. was on our show a couple of months ago. Um, so not only are you an assistant professor, a chili cook master... Well, I was just, I was line cook on that one. Okay, just a line cook, okay. Dungeons and Dragons extraordinaire. Yep. Um, But you're also into uh, martial arts. Yes, I am one of, um, I train with Brian Wilson at Force of Martial Arts. um, And I am a, uh, for one tip, brown belt. I'm on the slow, the crawl, I can see um, the black belt is the next step. Right. So I've got about a year in at brown belt now. I think I've probably... um, it's pandemic math. That's part of it. Um, there's no social distancing in submission grappling. Right. So it's been a weird year. It's getting, it's mostly back to normal. Um, but I've probably got about two years just being a little bit older. I learn a little bit slower. I don't bounce back from, you know, strains and bruises and hard training sessions as fast as I used to. But yeah, it's, um, that's my meditation. 
you know, when you shut out a lot of the outside world. Um, you know, uh, the joke is like you get on the mats. Yeah, you're in your late 40s. There's a lot of like college guys and they've gone to the gym and they're all fit and buff and they're trying to kill you. Right. Um, <laughs> so like for me, I have to play like a mental game. I, I, you know, they're just they're a steamroller and I'm playing chess. So I've I have to clear my head. My headspace has to be blank and I have to be focused on the there, then and then at that moment. Or I'm going to, it's going to end really badly. Um, but that's one of the reasons I really love it. You know, for that hour during class, I'm in that moment. I'm not thinking about um, work. I'm not thinking about the 47 emails in my inbox right. or all this other stuff. I'm just right there. Um, and that, that helps get through a lot of, you know, the stresses and challenges and things like that. So, um, yeah. We're talking to Dr. Chris Hausnick right here on the Spotlight. If you are listening right here on Regional Radio KARV, you can see the full interview at the Alathus Realty Facebook page. If you're watching on Facebook, hold on just a minute. We've got more with Dr. Chris Hausnick. If you're listening on Regional Radio KARV, have a wonderful weekend. I'm Drew Brent. That's Dr. Hausnick. We'll see you right back here next Friday at 7.30 on KARV. Dr. Housing. This yes. is the this is the Facebook exclusive part. All things. right. All right. Um, I am fascinated by a couple of things as it pertains to Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. I never played. Okay. Um, Let me. Of, I'll give you part of my my sales pitch. You you're a musician. You love music. Yes. Performing things like that. I think everybody needs some kind of artistic expression. Yes. We got lots of friends. They they need some way to express themselves artistically. You're a musician. Others will paint. Mine, it's storytelling. Mm-hmm. I will, you know, we sit down, we come up with a story, um, see where it goes. And Dungeons and Dragons, for me, is that. You know. Have you been surprised? Let's let's go back a few years, uh-huh. okay? Now you're a few years older than I am. Yes. Um, so let me kind of take you through my Dungeons and Dragons experience. Okay. Um, at 34 years old, when I was young. Uh huh. Um, Dungeons and Dragons was very much part of what was known at the time as the Satanic Panic. Wow, you might have been like four, because you're talking like late 80s. We are talking late 80s, early 90s, going into into about 93 into 95. I was eight or nine, give or take. And so when I remember about that was... You don't mess with Dungeons and Dragons. You don't mess with any of that stuff. And... And it really was much ado about nothing. It was mm-hmm. something that was kind of new out on the market, and it had been around for a while, but it was starting to get some mainstream press. Are you it's, surprised by what the reputation of what it was then, as opposed to basically the general mainstream acceptance of it now? Um, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that, because part of it is I effectively like dropped out of it for a while. Right. Like, you know, I played probably high school effectively. Like a lot of people, I got out of it and went up to the college and military and stuff like that. I really got into back into it about five or six years ago. Um, it was summer. I was visiting my parents. My mom found a box in the attic. And there were like my, this box was my old D&D stuff from the late 80s. Still, you know, preserved after all these years. You know, and I found out there was a newer edition. So me and actually a couple of the same guys I did chili with, like, um, we have this Friday. It's the Friday before um, winter graduation where we just don't, we've done, all the grades are posted. Um, Now, usually there was like a lot of Star Wars movies. So like if you would go to a one o'clock matinee at UEC, like 
three quarters of the people in the audience are tech faculty. Right. But there was one year where we just didn't. It's like, hey, you know, do we want to get together and, you know, try this new Dungeons Dragons? We're like, yeah. So we got together. We played for, you know, four or five hours at Dog Ear Books. Um, Shout out Emily Young. Yep. Got to throw in the plugs. Right. Um, but had a lot of fun and it picked up. And we, we've been playing about every two weeks since the pandemic. We moved online. Um, starting probably May early June we got we're able to do face to face but it's funny we're doing like in the driveway right outside but um with that gap and I mean I probably took 15 years off so I missed it's gone through a lot of evolutions but I think one of the things that's it's taken off is you've already mentioned it's being pulled into other mainstream cultures items now like you bring up the big bang theory um it was on the show community yeah uh, as a plot element, um, Stranger Things has brought it in, um, and a part of it too is w- you can really dig way deep into like the history and development because there was, um, there's been this is the fifth edition, um, and the second was written expressly for what you were talking about the Satanic Panic. The second edition they took out every reference and every notation to devils, demons, you know, Asmodeus and assassins, like right. You know, that's when they were bought by a major label all of a sudden. Mm. It, became, it went from a very small company to a very large company. And to make um, a larger audience, they took a lot of that out to make it, um, make concerned parents, uh, to address the concerns of those kind of parents. But um, again, they made it easier. Uh, one of the things that's always good they have these starter sets. They do it for a lot of role-playing games. Like, you can go... Um, I know Dog Ear Books sells them, but for $20, you buy... It's a box set. It's got about a, um, a 40 or 50-page simplified rule book. It's got an adventure in it, a set of dice, pre-made characters, and for, like, 19 or $20, you can get hours and hours of experience to see if you like it. Um, and then there's plenty of local game stores who can guide you if you sure. want to go further. Um, but it's been, you know... A, you know, a great experience, you know, between the pandemic, you know, everybody, that's how, that was how we checked in on one another. It's like, yeah. it's D and D night. Everybody. All right. Everybody's surviving. Um, you know, our challenges, we, we get together. It's like, okay, we're, let's talk about, we're going to vent. Yeah. You know, so we get together at seven, we start playing usually at seven thirty, but the first 30 minutes are, uh, right. The decompression mode. Yes, exactly. So I, I'm interested too, because there's so much of that, that, it, that it's not just D and D, and it wasn't just the but satanic panic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that were around that were back then that have kind of garnered more mainstream acceptance. Yeah. When I was a kid playing video games, mm-hmm. it's going to fry your brain. Now I'm 34 years old and I'm playing Madden tournaments. There, yeah. I mean, it still happens. Oh yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, is that there, indicative of a culture shift? What 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 is that? No, I think it's. Um... It's just entertainment. It's fun. Um, you know, that's how I sort of... I played... There are Dungeons & Dragons video games. Um, I, I see that everybody, you know... You, you follow on Facebook and social media. Um, they're just going... They're talking about a... Dun, they are shooting a Dungeons & Dragons movie again. Um, there's talk about a Dungeons & Dragons um, television series, whether it's Amazon or something like that. Um 
people are like, well, man, they're going mainstream. It's like, yeah, video games are, you know, a huge revenue. They're bigger than movies. Right. Um, but it's like, th- this always sort of happens. You know, if they land a great um, scene, movie, role, whatever, um, you know, it could spread the game and stuff like that. I mean, they've got like, um, oh, another one. They've got specialized kits. Like, uh, they've got a Stranger Things box that they've done. Um, another one is, they have a Rick and Morty, if you're into that. <laughs> it's, I've got, my friend's got it for me. It's completely warped. Um, uh, of course it is. Yes. Rick, yeah. But it's, yeah, well, there's, yeah, no spoilers, but yeah, there's definitely Pickle Rick right. references <laughs> in the middle of it. But that's another thing I think it's really helped is they've really said how you want to play. There's no right or wrong way. What you and your friends want to do is exactly what you do. You know, if you want to play like dark gothic horror, like one of the most popular adventures, it's called Curse of Strahd. You wind up in, um, it's almost like uh, Transylvania, the vampires, the big bad, that sort of stuff. They've got one, it's the the Land of Fairy Tales that just came out. Now, if you look, fairy tales can get a little bit dark and weird. You know, Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel's it, a weird one. <laughs> and, but that's that's fine too. It's But groups can customize what do they want to do, how do they want to do it. But I also think something that's helped is like the whole Marvel, you know, Everybody wants to be the big hero. Yeah. You know, so, and this gives you the chance. You know. it, it, it is strange because a lot of the things that I grew up hearing mm-hmm. and enjoying, um, well, you're a nerd for that. Yes. That's not necessarily nerdy anymore. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's so mainstream. Like, I know, I, I checked the, uh, the, I think this afternoon I'm having the Hawkeye Marathon with my, at least my oldest, you know. They dropped the first two episodes. I mean, I, I realized it's uh, a 51-minute and a 50-minute episode. So, I mean, they just dropped a Hawkeye movie, and you're going to get four more for the entire month of December. But, yeah, it's, you know, the whole comic book. You know, I remember the original X-Men movie coming out. Yeah. That was 20 years ago or so. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of it, you know, has mainstreamed, you know. You know, you've had Nathan George on. He's the big, he's our... Resident Star Wars he, fan and nerd. When he and, was on the city council for his birthday, my wife and I got him a framed picture of him in a Jedi suit, and he was the Alderman from Alderaan. <laughs> I don't know if he's still got it, but I was proud of that. <laughs> yeah, yes. He's, he's, he's a Star Wars guy. But it's, a lot of it's, that's a good thing. A lot of it is mainstream. It doesn't carry that kind of stigma or the weirdness it used to. Um and, so, and which is which nice. is great, yeah, yeah. It's it's good to be able to, exp- it, and it's funny that you mentioned because artistic expression is at the heart of all of this, yeah. really and truly. Just something to express. Mm-hmm. We need to do this again because we are already out of time. That's that's thirty minutes right there. It always goes by fast. Yeah, you know, I mean, get get some you know nerds together, put some cameras on, and just start talking. Right. Right, and I wear that nerd label proudly. Oh, so do I. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've got the shirt right. on. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm sitting, like, yeah, my decision today was, okay, which shirt do I want to wear? Do I want to wear my quarantine one? Do I want to wear uh, my Dungeon Master one? But it's right. like, oh, it's a red chair, so I might just blend in, be this <laughs> head sitting there. No, no. My, uh, you know, it, it, what's even better is when my wife started to accept the fact that, okay, yeah, he's a nerd. 
and she'll play into it now. Oh, yeah. That's even better. It's everybody's got their thing. Um, you just got to kind of accept it, lean into it, and say, yep, that's fine. That's, that acceptance is really important. What does Thanksgiving look like for the house next? Oh, um, we are going to sit. We are going to cook. We are going to eat. That's it. That's rush hour for... Um, we're homebodies. Um, our families are, you know, from Pennsylvania, too expensive to fly, too far to drive. Um, so I've got a turkey defrosted. I got a, I'm going to, I'm going to go uh, learn dry brining. Nice. This afternoon. I've heard this is supposedly the new thing. There's cornstarch that makes the skin crisp up really nice, but we're going to do, you know, four people and we're going to have like the seven course meal. And I think this afternoon is my pie day. So right. I get I do all the the pie baking and get it out of the way, so it's but you know and then leftovers leftovers and more leftovers. Sounds like a plan, Doctor Housen. Can we do this again? We certainly can. Your wife holds the record right now at six appearances. You want I will, to break that? No, nope. She's got. I mean, you know, we can plug. She's got Holiday Glow coming up. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yep, they got the the lights are going up. The figure the lights are up. They got to figure out you know how not to blow out the circuits and downtown right small problems yeah small but, problems, um, but they pull the it tree, off every year the tree is up the uh, christmas parades coming up um fireworks with holiday glow and stuff like that so it's um i will never be able to even keep pace so i got my one in you know she'll be your first double digit oh more than yeah she and josh dunbar are are fighting for that that first double digit spot i think she's gonna win out i would take her over josh any any day no well, offense josh but she could take you well, so. yeah, but she, it, it's just the number of events. It's like right. there's all that's something that um, you talked earlier about. What don't people know? It's like basically they're always playing. You know, they finish something up. There's very little time. You know, they'll start talking about, OK, what's coming up in April, right. May, you know, or, you know, March Art Walk, I think, is probably the first thing, you know, first of the year. OK, we got an art walk in 10 weeks. Let's start yeah, spinning that up. It's. You know, it is a constant cycle at this point. Dr. Chris Hausnick, enjoy your Thanksgiving. I've enjoyed you this. Too. Let's do it again. All right. All right. That's the spotlight for this week. We are done until next Monday. So we hope to see you then. We hope everybody has a happy and safe Thanksgiving and holiday. And if you decide that you're in the market to buy or sell your home, you've been too close to the family and it's time to move away, you can call us. It's 479-968-5668. Cruise on over to RussellvilleLiving.com. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you back here Monday.